0: Eo bonon visti tempus visitationis Tue. Alleluia. Because thou hast not recognized the time of thy visitation. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The Benedictus Antiphon that we sang this morning, taken from today's Gospel, combined with the Benedictus canticle itself, presents us with a great paradox with a great tension that the liturgy leaves us with. We're singing the Benedictus, the canticle of joy and praise for God's visitation of his people, coming and raising up a horn of salvation for us, delivering us from our enemies. And at the same time, we're singing it alongside this antiphon that's full of pathos, full of lament, a very long antiphon in the solemn first mode. It's reminiscent really of the other great first mode antiphon of the Sundays after Pentecost, Montes Jelboe, the great lament for the death of Saul and Jonathan that David made several weeks ago. Here, too, we have this long, solemn lament for what is going to happen to Jerusalem. Cherkum Davunt te tui. Shirkum they shall surround thee, they shall surround thee, and they shall cast thee to the ground because thou hast, not, thou hast not known the time of thy visitation. And we go on immediately in the Benedictus to sing about that visitation. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, because he had visited and redeemed his people. But Jerusalem has not known the time of the visitation. And so we sing praise to God for visiting his people, while at the same time we lament for the fact that his people did not know the time of the visitation. This tension between the joy of God's coming and the sorrow of man's refusal to accept him is reflected in the music and the text of the antiphon, And it reminds us also of another place where the liturgy presents us with this same contrast, also with the Benedictus. The very same tone in the first mode, tone 1G is used in the Benedictus in the office of Tenebrae on the days of the Paschal Triduum. We sing very solemn and somber antiphons about the betrayal of our Lord, about his death on the cross, about his burial. And then we proceed to sing the Benedictus, giving praise to the light which has come into the world, even at the same time as we recognize that men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So the liturgy leaves us today with this tension, this paradox, this warning that the light has come but it's up to us to recognize its coming to welcome its visitation our Lord says of Jerusalem see Konyomi says it too if thou also hadst known and that in this day the things that are to thy peace but now they are hidden from thy eyes our Lord comes bringing peace God is always offering peace, but man is too blind to recognize it and to accept it. And how is it that man fails to recognize the things that are for peace, fails to recognize the time of visitation? Because of the blindness of sin, the blindness which St. Paul warned against in the Epistle of today's Mass. He describes all the ways in which Israel rebelled in the wilderness. Coveting evil things, being idolaters, falling into gluttony, falling into fornication, tempting Christ, murmuring. All of these things happen to them in figure, he says, and they are written for our correction, upon whom the ends of the world are come. As is so often the case, St. Paul makes it clear that the church reads the history of Israel as her own history, All these things were written for us. It is for us that the scriptures record what happened to Israel when it failed to recognize God's many visitations throughout its history. There is nothing which blinds us so much to the visitations of God in our midst as pride. Pride which blinded our first parents to the goodness of God and led them into sin. Pride which time and time again led Israel to reject God, pride which so often in our lives keeps us from inclining the ear of our heart to listen to the word of God as it's given to us in the scriptures, as it's given to us in obedience, as it's given to us in the teaching to which we are invited to open our hearts. As we heard in the 11th response rate matins this morning, which we'll sing throughout the month of August as we hear from the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, Fili preve mihi cortum. My son, give to me thy heart. Let thine eyes guard my ways. The scriptures invite us in this month to give heed to the wise counsel that God wishes to offer to us. As, and this reminds us, of course, of the words of St. Benedict at the beginning of the Holy Rule. Listen, O oh my son, to the precepts of thy master, incline the ear of thy heart. God is offering us each day the things that are for our peace. He is offering us the time of his visitation. As long as we are in this life, grace is always available to us. Instruction from God is always available to us if we open our hearts to receive it. He's always seeking to visit us. But we have to have the humility and the docility to open our hearts to receive what he is offering. And if we do, then we know that no temptation will be able to separate us from him. Is this rather sobering epistle ends with one of the most comforting words in all of the scriptures. Fidelis deus est, qui non patietur vos tentari supra id por potestis, sed facet etiam cum tentatione preventu possiti sustinere." God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will make also with temptation issue, that is, a way out, so that you may be able to bear it. God foresees all the temptations that will come upon us, and if he allows us to undergo temptation, he has also already prepared for us the way out. We simply have to have the humility to be able to accept the remedies that he offers to us. The Humility to ask him, as the colleague makes us pray this week, to make us to Ask for the things which are pleasing to thee. This, Like so many of the colleagues after Pentecost, makes us recognize our complete inability to do anything without the grace of God. We have to ask for God's grace in order to be able to ask for the things that he wants us to ask for. And even our asking that is the fruit of grace itself. But that grace of God, St. Paul assures us, is always ready to give us a way out of temptation. We have only to have the humility to ask and to open our hearts, to open our eyes, to open our ears, to know the things that are for peace, to recognize the time of visitation. And if we do, then the Mass goes on to tell us of the blessings that come to us, If we welcome God's visitation, we'll sing in the offertory, The justices of the Lord are right, rejoicing hearts, and his judgments sweeter than honey in the honeycomb, for thy servant keepeth them. This is the song of the man who has opened the ear of his heart and who has opened his eyes to recognize the time of visitation, to know the things that are for peace. He finds joy and sweetness in the judgments of God and his word. And the communion will take us even deeper, to the very heart of God's visitation. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood abideth in me, and I in him, saith the Lord. In contrast with the destruction that will come upon Jerusalem, failing to recognize the time of visitation, our Lord offers to all of us who are willing to humbly and in faith accept his coming, his abiding presence within us, in us and us in him. This is the promise that we're left with. And it's because of this promise that we can continue to sing the Alleluia. Even at the end of that long, somber benedictus antiphon, we sing the Alleluia, recognizing that our Lord is offering us His visitation, His presence, the things that are for our peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son.